Hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast of online business made easy. Today we have an awesome guest in Heather Emerson Smith. Heather has been writing for over 10 years. She writes business copy for website, funnels, emails and social media. She has ghostwritten books for several of her clients and she's an expert in persuasion, buyer psychology and of course watching Netflix. A warm welcome to Heather the copywriter. Heather we are so glad that you have joined our podcast and my community is going to get so much of value from you and we are so much excited to know more about copywriting the insights of copywriting and everything i'm so excited to be here thank you so much for having me thank you that so you know most of my students are web developer i myself is a web developer and right. web developers have a tendency you know to build a beautiful website they want the most beautiful website of you know and every i'm almost half the client wants the website like amazon yeah someone wants website yep. like you know somebody has a blog and they want a blog like bill gates blog or something like that but they have their own objectives and according to their business they build their website you just cannot you know fit in all i mean their website won't be useful for you if you are a beginner or you know a beginner coach or a new consultant you cannot have a website of that is something similar to pat flynn or maybe amy porterfield that is not good for you so what right. i wanted to ask you is how much weightage should you give to copy versus how much website you should give to how how the looks of the website are because i have seen some website those are looking ugly but they convert really well so what's your opinion on it yeah yeah absolutely so i do want to start out by saying that like visually it's still very important to have a good looking website but also to break up your text so when you're writing you can't have big long paragraphs that will immediately turn customers off they'll immediately click right. away there's too many other great websites right now so whenever you're writing your content still needs to be what do we call scannable so people need to be able right. to read a headline you know quickly understand what you're trying to say so that being said and understanding that content is so important like you said i've seen really ugly websites do really really well and that's because Correct. the message that they're sharing has really captured the attention of the audience and they're they're just gelling so well with what's being said so if you can get a good headline that draws the right people in and keep their attention you're even if you're like the visuals aren't as great as you want them to be even if you don't have you know the right format or you know whatever it is that you know you're focused on um on your website you will still be able to convert really well because what's powerful is the emotions that you're pulling from other people you know so once you're pulling on those emotions if you can get that you're you're good to go so i would spend i would spend more time making sure that your writing is really good and that you're capturing you know the attention of your audience and then once you've done that really well then start working on the visuals correct absolutely i mean i have seen some websites that have you know beautiful hero image there are sliders going on and the yeah. tagline that or the headline that they have written is world's best something something right. what world's right. best i mean it's so generic it doesn't connect yeah. with your audience Right. I mean, you must have seen such huge examples. Of. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the first things that we go over. It's like, okay, who are you talking to? And they don't really Correct. care about this. So, how do we make them care about what you're saying? Yeah. Correct. Then, uh, uh, you know, 
most of the entrepreneurs they sometimes they don't have a huge budget to hire a copywriter they start writing i mean they start writing on their own they start mm-hmm. i've seen many people you know just copy paste from somebody's else's website and then you know just plug their content in so yeah. yes copywriting is definitely a specialized skill but can these people you know follow some framework can how how can they gain the skill of copywriting so at least you know they can write for their website when it's not feasible for them to you know hire somebody else yeah absolutely so i get this question a lot so there's a couple of things you can do now one and i will never ever ever condone word for word one you don't know who their audience is you don't know who they're trying to message don't ever do that however you can 100% be inspired by other people's websites so i uh, we do when i work with clients we often pull on like who do you really like right now whose websites are you excited about and we pull inspiration from them so if you see a headline you really like and you're like yes i love that figure out how you can take that same headline and make it your own you know how can you change the words around you still have that same energy to make your own. So, you know, for example, um, if you really like Amy Porterfield, what elements do you really like on her website? What copy do you really like that you're like, yes, that's, that's exciting, that's pulled me in, and now uh, how can you make your own version? And then I recommend pull from two or three different websites. Don't just, you know, pull from one website at a time. So you can absolutely okay. take the grades, see what they've done, and then make your own version of it. I would also recommend if you're really interested in writing your own copy, pick up a book or two, take an online course, like see, get the basic elements down. And from those basic elements, you can continue to play and work on your copy. And one really um, quick tip is that I see a lot of new writers, they get really attached to what they've written. I say, you you cannot be attached to what you've written. You're going to yes. write it, you're going to see if it works, and then you're going to rewrite and rewrite and rewrite. So do not be afraid Correct. to rewrite. Correct. And it happens so that the best line that you have written, and a couple of days later, you know, you feel like, no, it's not connecting with your audience. That line is absolutely right. not making any sense. So yes, as you said, you have to keep improve on improving on, on whatever you have written. You cannot be just, you know, simply too tight with whatever you have written. Absolutely exactly. agree with you. Absolutely. So now most of the new, you know, web developer or, you know, entrepreneurs, they have few basic pages on their website. Let's say they have mm-hmm. homepage, they have their about us page, uh-huh. and then they have maybe products or services page. So let's go one by one and what are your thoughts on homepage? How, what are the, what is the framework that they should follow? What are the do's? What are the don'ts? And yes. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the homepage. And here's the mistake I see with a lot of people on their homepage is they're trying to give too much information at once on a homepage. When you're thinking about a homepage, think of it as a crossroads, right? You're on a street and you're looking at all these street signs. You're saying, which way do I want to go? Your reader is that is you standing on that street sign. So you're saying, okay, if you want to know this, go this way. It's a directory. That's what your homepage is. But you cannot be asking too much of your audience. If you're saying, read my blog, watch my YouTube, check out my product. If you're trying to give them too much information, they won't make a decision. So when I help my clients write a homepage, I say, what are the three things you most want your um, reader to do? So normally it's build authority, 
So that means blog posts, you know, take them to your YouTube, anyway. whatever. We want to add to their email list. So what's your opt-in, you know, et cetera. And then most people say, I want, you know, them to look at my product. So then we're going to push one, just one of their products. So it's just three actions that we're asking your reader to take. Um, I also see a lot of people who don't try to grab their reader right away on their homepage. Um, they make it about themselves way too quickly. So your exactly. homepage has nothing to do with you. <laughs> nothing to do with Absolutely you. And I know negative. that's counterintuitive because you're like, but it's my homepage. But the reality <laughs> is your homepage is about making sure that your readers get to where you want them to go. So make sure your homepage is focused on them. How can you best help them? Correct. And most of the homepages are narcissistic to the core. I mean, they're... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If I can teach anyone anything about business writing, the number one thing would be, this is not about you. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah. So as you said, you have to first of all find out the objective. What are the things that you want to promote yes. and promote those only pages on maybe Correct. sections on your homepage and not to stuff it with, you know, a YouTube channel, a podcast, a blog, and exactly. so many other things. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, uh, okay, uh, so what if, you know, there are more than, I mean, there are multiple objectives. Let's say for take an example of, let's say Pat Flynn, he has a podcast also, he has a YouTube channel, he has a big blog. Mm -hmm. So then there are multiple, you know, all the aspects are important. In that case, how you prioritize them, how you, you know, uh, how basically you go about it. Um, so that depends. It depends on what you're focused on um, building right now. So for example, if you've just launched your podcast and you really want to build your numbers with that right now, that's going to be your focus, you know, or maybe you're really okay. proud of your YouTube channel and you're like, I really want to show people that I've built my YouTube to 10,000 followers and you really want to build your authority that way. Great then pick that one. And a website, as you would know, is not a stagnant being. It's living and breathing. So you're constantly going to be saying, this is my priority right now. Oh, no, I've shifted and this is my priority. I just make sure that you're not putting too much at once. So you, your readers right now on your homepage specifically don't need to see the 10 different ways to connect with you. They just need one to start. You can always do a connect with me page and have all of your, you know, connections there. But on your homepage, very clean, very focused. And that's what will get people to convert better. So you're more likely to get them to read your blog. You're more likely to get them on your email list. They only have three options. I agree. Completely agree. Now, uh, when it comes to basically solopreneurs or, you know, small businesses, mm -hmm. they have to sell their story basically through about me or about us. And in that case, because whenever some stranger comes onto your website, he that person wants to know more about you. They want to know what's your background because yeah. you are not big enough to have a big brand behind your. So you have to sell your story and sell your, I don't know. So how, how you go about it? Okay, so we're gonna go back to, this is not about you again. So a lot of people make a mistake and they get really uncomfortable talking about themselves. And I totally get it. I'm still the same way, even after all these years. Um, but when you're writing an about me page, uh, what you need to remember is that your reader, they care about you, but they care more about how you're going to help them, right? 
So when okay. you're writing your About Me page, we're going to be talking to how can you help this reader? How are Better. you going to help them have a transformation? So where I always start out a homepage when I'm writing by qualifying the reader. That means I'm going to say something like, do you feel, and then list qualities that they want to feel right now. Better. And we're going to start to expand and say, is this you? Do you fit into the, and as people, are saying yes that's me they're going to be excited and they're going to want to read more because you're saying i see you i can solve your problems i know what you're struggling with but if this is not them and they say no this isn't me they're going to click away and that's a great thing believe it or not because we want the right people to be reading our websites we want the people we connect with to be reading our websites so every time we're writing an about me page i would write a qualifying paragraph that means what we're doing is we're saying you know, these are the type of people that I can help. And then we're going to go into your like, okay, these are my accomplishments. This is how I can do the above. This is how I can help you. Correct. So maybe it's like your story and their story has to be parallel. And then you had some, you exactly. know, a big moment and you took off from that point towards success or maybe, you know, financial freedom or whatever it may be. So it has to be parallel right. with your, whatever audience you are qualifying. It cannot be, you know, something taking some tangential route and just glorifying yourself. That should not be the way. I am so sorry. Can you repeat that? I mean, uh, the story has to be parallel with their story. It cannot be, you know, self-glorifying, basically. Self-glorification. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And it's not that it, you can't talk about yourself and what you've done. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. That part comes. Right. What you want to do is you don't want to start out with that because um, right. people need to know that you can help them. Right. Absolutely. So always keep in mind that we have to help them and we are not just talking about it. I mean, take any page. That's the mantra that you are giving. You have to Talk about, I mean, you have to speak how you can help them rather than talking about ourselves only. Yeah, exactly. So we're always going to be speaking to our readers. So I actually really like to frame this as I always find a friend who would really benefit from the service. So every time I'm writing, even if it's for a client, I'm thinking in my head, like I'm writing to exactly this one person. And what that does is right. often it takes my voice from me, me, me to, oh, let me help. Right. Let me support you. Let me tell you what right. I know. And all of a sudden my content shifts and it's so easy and it's so, it makes it a lot easier to write because you're out of this be right. mindset and into a you mindset. And how can I help? Right. Yes. I think that's a great tip. Now, if you come back to, you know, services page, now services, products, now there may be a lot of services, products that, uh, you know, entrepreneur might want to mm -hmm. promote, but, and it gets really messy here because let's say a digital marketing agency where they have seven, eight different services. So what are you, your uh, suggestions regarding how you should prioritize your services? How should you write about them? Absolutely. So this is what I recommend for your services page. Again, we're going to have a summary on the top of your services page that qualifies a reader. You know, this is who these services are for. You know, we want to make sure we have the right people on our page. And then when you have multiple services, what I recommend is having each of them with an image listed out 
like in a list and you want to have us like a paragraph summary next to each one. You don't want your full explanation. That's way too much information. You would like to, here's a basic summary of what, you know, about a paragraph of what the service is and how it can help you. And then you're going to click more if this sounds like something you want to explore. And what this does is people are so used to seeing products listed out like Amazon, you know, we're listed, we're used to seeing a lot of information and a lot of products. And so what this is going to do is it, it's almost like your services are products, right? So you're like, okay, does this catch interest? Great. Click more. Does this one catch interest? Great. You know, click to learn more. So this takes it away from overwhelming amount of content and into like, like, like easy to digest, you know, um, right. services. Correct. So I have one question here. I mean, one of my students asked this question. Now they have, uh, you know, premium digital marketing services. And what they get is, you know, people who are looking for low end of the digital marketing services. So he was asking me how uh -huh. I should write my content in a way that it disqualifies certain leads. Um, so he wants to disqualify probably higher end clients because he's serving a lower end client. Is that correct? Uh, no, it's other way around. He wants to other way uh, disqualify Perfect. the low. Yes. Right. So what you're going to do is you're going to shift your languaging from with uh, clients who are just starting out. A lot of them are looking for do it yourself. How can I save money? You know, how can I piece things together? Whereas higher end clients are looking for convenience. When you're running a business right. and you're making a lot of money, you don't have time. So I would speak to what the high end client cares about most, which is how to save time and make sure it's done for you. So I would use language like this package is done for you. We speak once, you know, we don't, we only check in once a week. You know, I will manage all of this. I will take this burden off of you. So we're speaking to what these high end clients care about the most, which okay. is results, but then done for you. So you're going to shift your languaging okay. to out of, you know, we're going to piece this together, you know, and, and into, no, this is exclusive. This is high end. This is all done for you. Correct. Correct. I think that's a great tip because a lot of people, uh, particularly in, uh, those who are in high end services, they receive a lot of time, you know, low quality leads yeah. and it's cumbersome for them to, you know, just, you know, disqualify them on the phone. It's, yep. it's a wastage of time. So I right. think your tip will work for them. And as we said, that co copywriting is a specialized skill. So at what point you will suggest an entrepreneur or small business person should go for, you know, uh, or should hire somebody to write the co content for them? Yeah, absolutely. So this is, um, this is something that you really need to stop and think about in your own business. One, the first question you need to ask is how much time do I have? Do I have the time it takes to slowly test headlines and see if this one works versus this one works? Do I have the time to go research websites and see what's done? And honestly, when you're first learning writing, it takes a very long time. You know, it can take several days, sometimes even weeks to say, what am I trying to say? Is this the right thing? So do you have that kind of time and that kind of patience to work through, you know, um, the copy? Do you, if you have it, great go for it, spend the time, get to know your audience. But if you need things quickly, if you want to gear, not guarantee, but almost guarantee that this is going to work, that's when you 
start to hire a copywriter. If you're at a weird in-between where you're like, okay, I can't hire a full copywriter, but I still need some support, you can always hire a copywriter to audit your work. And what that means is Better. you will write everything, then a copywriter professional can come in and say, great, change this, fix this, and we'll kind of walk you through what's working and what Better. isn't working. That's what I recommend. That's what I like for the in-between. If they're like, well, I can't hire you. Full time. I'm like, great, let me audit your work. And you can see, you know, like, and it's like hand-holding. It's like a teacher. I'm like, let me show you, you know. Correct. Something on the lines of, you know, newspaper editor who will exactly. read journalists, you know, new newcomers article first and then. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really great tip because, you know, most of the people who are stuck in between don't know whether to go for the copywriter right. or, you know, write themselves. Right. No, exactly. And um, if you have a really big, like, product that's doing well, I think what a lot of people make a mistake of is they want to bring in a copywriter when they have a new product. What I recommend is if you can't quite afford a copywriter just yet, wait till you have an established product that's doing well, that's proven it can sell. And once you do that, take it, hire a copywriter to take it to the next level. And then all of a sudden you'll be able to hire a copywriter for the products that are new that you need to test still and see if they work out well. So if you have a product, you're like, okay, this is doing well. How can I make it better? Well, I I can I can help you make it better and take it to the next level. Correct, correct. And okay. So what are the things you should remember while hiring a copywriter? Okay, yeah, absolutely. So take a look at obviously what they've written. <laughs> see if it yes. gels with you and see um, if they have them. Not all the copywriters do. I will tell you one thing about copywriters. We are <laughs> We are great at helping other people. We're not always great at helping ourselves. <laughs> it's like the website developer who never has a website because you're so busy helping your clients. But if they have content, watch their videos, see if you vibe with them and see if their voice seems similar to your own. Um, so I always like to tell clients, like I tend to have a bubbly, happy, optimistic voice. You know, can I write in other ways? Yes, but it's going to be harder for me to match your voice if that's yours. So listen to their voice. Listen to how they speak. Um, when you're on the phone with them, just, you know, listen to how they're talking to you. They talk a little slower, a little more calm. Their copy is going to honestly reflect that. Um, are they a little bit more upbeat, you know, a little more excitable? Their copy is going to reflect that. So listen to their voice and, and say, does this sound like me? You know, um, am I more upbeat? That's one thing. Um, the next is ask them to write you five headlines. And a good copywriter will write you five headlines that will really be like, oh, wow, I like that. And will grab your attention. So make sure that they're able to quickly, they know what they're doing as far as grabbing attention and pulling in a reader. Because honestly, 90% of my work is writing a good headline to catch that reader initially. So whether I'm writing a social media post, whether I'm writing a sales page, a Facebook ad, if I cannot grab my reader's attention in those first like four seconds, the rest of the work that I've done kind of doesn't matter. So right. make sure that a good copywriter can um, grab attention. And then, um, I don't know, I would read reviews. I would see, you know, um, what else, what like proof they have of what they've done, what they've done. You know, if they don't have any proof, you can say, can you write me a quick paragraph and see again, does it grab you? Does it do what you're asking me? You know, do what they're, you know what I mean? Like, are you, am yeah. I grabbing attention? <laughs> yeah. Correct, correct. 
<laughs> because one of the experience that I had, I hired one copywriter and he he was a very good copywriter. But somehow he was not a business copywriter. Uh, he was yeah. kind of, you know, going towards literature and using heavy English words for that. You have to go thesaurus or, you know, you have to run yeah. for your dictionary. That kind of, uh, I mean, his English was superior. Uh-huh. But he was not something, you know, fit for the business copywriting. Right. So you had an academic copywriter. That does actually happen a lot uh, now <laughs> that you mention it. Yeah. So when you're looking for a copywriter, find a conversational copywriter. And so what that means is they're really good at imitating conversation like we're having okay. now. So it it's a lot of people when they write, I don't know what it is, they switch to this academic voice, this business <laughs> voice. They think they need to sound like so pompous. I'm like, no, no, no the opposite. You want to sound friendly. You want to sound relatable. You want to sound like we're having a conversation. I actually have a really great tip for that. If you decided to write your own copy and you're struggling, um, instead of typing on the keyboard, um, while you're typing, a lot of times we are automatically editing and we're like, oh, this does sound good. And we're thinking too much. Instead, get um, a talk to text service and talk through what you want to say. So if you're writing a blog post, you know, have your points out and then start talking and then edit it afterwards. And all of a sudden your copy is like, again, it's so much more relatable because you're talking to someone instead of typing it all out. So if you're like struggling and you're like, I can't figure out how to write, I can't figure out what to say, you can always talk to text and then I love it. It also saves my hands. (laughs) (laughs) My my wrist hurt. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I I tried it last week. I downloaded that at otter.ai. And uh, it's such a great app. And I wanted to write a thousand word article. And Uh I knew I had to spend three hours. But somehow with text to speech, it it was done in 10, 15 minutes max. I just had to change out. Correct. Exactly. Change and again, few words here and there. Right. It's like it takes us out of our own heads. I don't know what it is about a Correct. keyboard where like we just think too much. So um, for any for anyone struggling, yeah, use I love I love it. Love it. And there is a drastic difference between what you write. Sometimes what you write becomes mechanical yeah. for someone, especially especially like me, who is not a copywriter. But yep. when I'm speaking, it becomes, you know, very natural. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what people are missing right now, especially in the online world, is that connection. And so even though we're a business, we want to really, really connect with people. So we're watching big brands right now try to humanize their brand. So as a small business, we have this great advantage already of we're already a person, we're already human. We just need to show that side of us. We just need to sound like us. And the more we sound like us, the more people will be excited to work with you, right? It seems so counterintuitive because when I first started, I was like, I have to be professional. I need to wear glasses. And I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) I just need to be me, you know? And by being me, I'm able to reach out and connect really well with other people. Correct, correct. I think that's true. So I think we are towards the end of the podcast. We have discussed a lot of topics and you have given a lot of value yeah. to my community any last minute tip anything that i i may have missed yeah last minute tip so we've talked about being human in your brand and i think a lot of being human in your brand is being true to yourself i think a lot of people are afraid to be sassy or funny or a little dry i think they're so afraid of not being 
enough when they're in their business. They're like, oh, my clients aren't going to like that. So if you're funny, find ways to bring humor into what you write. You know, if you're very serious, great, be very serious. And the right people will be really, really attracted to that. So don't try to be quote unquote professional. That doesn't mean... That doesn't mean you get sloppy, but still be you. Really bring your voice to what you're writing. And just your audience will love it. That's tip number one. Tip number two is study headlines. Study how to grab attention. Because like I was saying earlier, that's 90% of my job is to grab attention. So so, um, right now, go look up best headlines. You know, go look up, you know, if you have a Facebook like ad that really excites you take a screenshot and save it for later you know start learning what it is that grabs an audience's attention i think the tips that you have given i'm sure that my community got a lot of help when i got to learn a lot of things from you and that you have joined with us. So uh, on behalf of Heather Emerson Smith for Business Made Easy Pod, uh, soon I will uh, send out the video and I'll also type how you can contact Heather and how you help your business. So thanks again, guys. It's really been an exciting session. Thank you so much. It was uh, wonderful to be here. Thank you. Have a nice day, everyone.